Yay, words. Yeah. Ah, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between. My name is Jordan Fraley. And I'm Lucas Dunn. Yeah, you are. And this is the SYP Podcast, which we start off by talking about film news here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And boy, do we have a lot to cover. Yeah, we do. This is probably going to be the... A lot of the episodes of the segment. <laughs> yeah, this is the longest of these segments that we've had in a long time. Yeah, ever since it. Stop, at least. Yeah, um, and then uh, we were doing a movie that we picked out of the hat uh, last week, and this week it was The World's End, the 2013 movie directed by Edgar Wright. The tri- the uh, final, the final of the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy that includes Dawn- Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Yep. Yep. And we'll get into that here later. Yep. And then we get on real shit, and then wrap it up by picking a movie out of a hat. Mm-hmm. And to review next week. And that's pretty much the layout of our show. Yep. Uh, which at some point in time, I'm just going to stop saying that. You should just fucking know at this point in time. Yeah, I think on the year mark, I'm going to be like... It's been 32 weeks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it has been. I, Jesus. <laughs> so many... So many movies. We, we've seen 32 movies. 31, because the first episode, we didn't do one. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then it was Hellraiser. It doesn't feel like I've watched... I guess, you, well, yeah. It just seems like a lot of movies when you look at it like that. And a lot of them have only been okay. Yeah. There's a few standout-ish ones and a few that we will never mention again. That we will mention. We will mention them again. Because we, we have to have a baseline of shitty bullshit. comparison for movies that we absolutely hate. Cough, cough, deep red. Oh, yeah. That's definitely Are we ever going to find a movie that we hate as much as deep red? I hope not. I really hope not, too. I hope not. Like, we tried to get good movies for the hat. And like this week, I think we had a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, so, film news. news. Yeah. Nah. Oh, there's the cat. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this weekend we had uh, Ginger Lynn Allen fly down from or fly over from Vegas. Bunch of Philly people from Strange Films up there. Yeah, we had Ray down. Bolton, a bunch of those guys. Yeah, Eileen. Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank Aguilar, uh, August Dad, come down. Uh, of course, Y. Lavender Jones came in town. <laughs> Bruce. Yep. The legend, the favorite. And, uh, yeah, and then there was... I felt like there was more people that showed up on Saturday because we filmed Friday and Saturday. Thursday we had the dinner. Um, well, Saturday it was mostly just like they were in the back more. Yeah. Because we needed everybody to be like out of the frame if they weren't going to be in. Yeah, pretty much. Which is kind of hard to do in that last part of Friday. but <laughs> Which I uh, got all the footage like all the behind the scenes footage that I took off the card, 97 videos. Jesus, I don't even know how many videos I took on mine. Yeah, which I still need to get yours because, spoiler alert, we're making a mini documentary over the making of this movie. Yep. Or at least I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. But it'll be good. I think I have a a way I think I'm going to do it, so that'll be good. Yeah. And um, and this will be a good dry run for my actual documentary that I want to make. There you go. But yeah, so... God, we got locked into a cemetery. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That oh, was fun. Yeah. So we, we shot 
the teaser trailer at this at the same cemetery, and we were there before, and that said it closed at eight. Yep, then. yep, and that was like what a month ago, if that, if that, yeah. So we came in there today, not today, the, that day, and we shot what we needed to shoot, and then uh, one of the cars that we had there needed to leave, and the gate was closed mm-hmm. with us all in there. Including a car. Because they taped over it, and now it's seven. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very useful. you think that with this place, they would do a sweep before locking a bunch of people in. Yeah, well, I mean, we did find out that if you just drive over the sensor, it opens. Which is probably why they don't do a sweep. But yeah. with individual people... it turns out people, if you get a shitload of people to stand on the center, it's not the same as a car. No, it is not. <laughs> and it won't open. So you have to squeeze yourself through like an 8 to 10 inch gap. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just fun? Yep. Yeah. We all made it back, though. Yeah, we all made it out. Surprised. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was very surprised. I was like, yeah, some people I don't think are going to make it through this. And but once Frank made it through there, we were pretty confident. That- yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that's it- nothing against Frank. He's just a, like a stockier guy than most of us. Yeah, the first thing I said to him, I was like, dude, you're shorter than person. Like, you're short as shit. <laughs> He is. He's tiny. He's like fun size. I was I was expecting him to be a little bit taller. It's it was funny. I don't yeah, know. we're sorry, August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loves me. That's all good. Yeah. And yeah, we had to shoot a scene outside the church. And then after that it was like, Alright, let's go back to the house and I was like, Fuck, we still have more <laughs> So actually in the cemetery still we did one shot with my gimbal, <laughs> which August didn't tell me like it was gonna be him cutting back and forth between the shots so i was trying to make it just this one seamless thing the whole time and uh no that didn't work <laughs> because i ran into a wall and scraped the shit out of my leg yeah that'll do it yeah yeah and uh he got in the shot a little bit in a couple spots mm. yeah it's that's the thing about those gimbal shots you have to have the background clear yeah that's Pretty much any shot, but yeah, especially with moving gimbal shots. Yeah, especially ones that you know, <laughs> pan around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but in a nutshell, um, for me, Friday was a 17-hour day, got three hours of sleep, and then Saturday was about nine, almost ten. <laughs> Probably closer to 12. Yeah, no, because we got there, because he was late. <laughs> I know because I was pulling him right behind him. Yeah, I was. I was there, and I was like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna park." And I see this like four cars. I'm like, "Oh fuck, August isn't here yet." Okay, go park behind them, and then it was like 13 cars later. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. When I was pulling in, I didn't. I only saw the first car in the line. Yeah, and when I turned into there, I just saw this crowd of people in the road. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. (laughs) They should have been standing a bit further back because I almost hit a few of them. Yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah. I don't blame them, but I kind of blame them, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Yep. But, yeah, this, uh, yeah, that's how Saturday started. Yeah. Yeah, it went smooth. It It did go smooth. We got shots done that we needed, set up for the next ones. I was coaching Joe a lot. That was fun. Which I got a whole, I got a ten minute unbroken clip of you coaching Joe. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was telling August about that yesterday. He was like, "Hell yeah!" And they're like, "It's going to be hard cutting that up just because there is so much in that that I want to include." You might not have to. <laughs> you might just let it run. 
that's a whole like 10 minute segment though well, it's a documentary how hard it could be an hour long you don't know <laughs> we still got the philly shit to do too yeah i'm probably not going to be able to make it to those shoots but yeah it's going to be interesting because apparently... well you're assistant director now so you gotta go yeah oh yeah yeah that's gonna be fun yeah i'm excited about that but yeah it's yeah good lord it was just an exhausting exhausting weekend but definitely it's a blast and i can't wait to do it again and then we gotta do uh we have a week <laughs> to kind of do this new short in time for to give it to august to edit for the extravaganza <laughs> which for those of you who don't know that's august's new like film fest yeah basically yeah <laughs> coming up that has like three movies in it yeah and then, and then some really fun like live stuff too. So oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. We got that. I gotta take a month and a half off so I can finish writing the shape too. And then I think we start another project with August, and then the shape two in October, and also the rest of the gifted in Philly. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it, right? Whew, yeah. It's gonna be good though. It's gonna be good. But yeah, I met a lot of cool people. You know, I mean Ginger Lynn Allen, she worked with Rob Zombie and and a bunch of other people too. But and she's got some crazy ass stories. None of which I can say on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get uh our channel deleted yet. Nah, no, not yet. Not yet. We're gonna save that for when it counts. I will say though, like um speaking of just like channels, I uploaded a short onto my old channel, Lucas's Lizards, today. At like eleven AM and within two hours it had like three thousand views. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Those shorts, I gotta get back on those. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the shape is pro- this time tomorrow it'll be it. Oh shit. Oh no. Uh, I put in the wrong battery pack. Uh oh. Oh no. Panic mode. Pause it. Ah shit. Okay, crisis averted. Sorry about that. Uh I installed the wrong battery pack on the uh, monitor that we use, so that that's my bad. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it should have something on the outside of the battery, like a little gauge. Usually, yeah. it has something on the screen. No, wait, that's just for the camera. Never mind. It should have like a mode where it shows you the battery on that teleprompter, though. Mm. Ah, well. But yeah. Anyway, that's kind of our lineup and what's going to be going on. It's uh. Um. What? Me and John have gotten some more writing done on that one project that we're doing. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this off pod, but there's a, a character archetype that we're including in this that I think you'll get a real kick out of. Okay. <laughs> God, it's just going to be fine on the time to shoot that fucking thing. <laughs> that won't be complicated. That's a comedy short. Oh. Which I already got Corey on board to be one of the guys in it, so. Oh, nice. Yep. And then I have a couple other people in mind that we could possibly get on this, too. So that'll be a good short. Hell, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely seeming like the more that we're kind of merging these, you know, because we have, you know, people from, like, Stare or Talent Trek or Gage, because those are, like, the film or, like, the Those are the three big ones around here. Agents around here and everything, and there's... They're always divided in like the film community, and they're all these little bitches going at each other's throats. And where we go when we mix them together? Yeah, we just mix them together. We throw them, you know, 
and shit like you know. And we get them actual doing. like speaking roles instead of just like blurry boyfriend in the back of the room. Yeah, we give them shit to do. <laughs> I mean, we gave Corey blurry cult member, but either way, yeah, he still spoke. Yeah, and he looked awesome while doing it. Exactly. Which shout out to Francis Humphreys for doing that awesome oh, yeah. makeup on this set because it looked a lot like the infected from The Last of Us. It did, and I really enjoy that. So. Yeah, it was uh, it, it it was really really good. But yeah, I mean it, it's. Even the people that I, yeah, I've kind of been paying a little bit of attention, I, I see like the trailers and shit like that of these new short films. Not knocking anybody who's just you know making shit. Good on you for making shit. Most people can't say they made shit. Yeah, it's just also acknowledge that it's dog shit. It's not good. It's not good at all. I, it's not good at all. Like, like congratulations on making it, but you suck. <laughs> yeah. The music's bad, and you should feel bad. But even when they put these other people in something, it's still it's a shallow, like cookie cutter style character with no real depth. Or if, look for the light. <laughs> yeah, if there is depth to the character, they cast someone who can't act at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just the thing. If you have great writing but terrible execution, nobody's going to give you any credit for that. Yeah, and if you have great execution and terrible writing, it's like... Then you have a B-movie. Yeah. Or you, or The Room. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. It's just weird now because it, it seems like everybody's kind of now mixing in and doing their own things. It's just you know mainly with strange films. It's not... You know, it was kind of like everyone... At least from what August had kind of told me, everyone's just kind of like, oh yeah, strange films, duh, but fucking killing it. He's doing more than one of these other motherfuckers that's around. Oh, by far. Yeah. I mean, And they're all starting to go to him, like, oh, this is actually the shit, so it's like, oh yeah. Like, these are bigger <laughs> projects that August is putting up than anybody else in Knoxville. Yeah. And they're being successful. Yeah. I mean, the only reason The Shape has more views than He Comes to Kill is because it's on a bankable name. Yep. Pretty much. Which is why I wanted to start out doing that. I was like, yeah. I'm going to give us some kind of cushion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, like, we're never going to be able to collect any money from The Shape. No. Legally. Yeah. I get. Well, I, don't, I don't know. It, YouTube it, ad revenue is weird because, like, we don't own the property of Halloween. That's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. But you can still do, like, merch with it. Because people do, like, fan art and everything else like that, and they sell it. And... Which we need to get, like, an actual banner for the YouTube channel. Yeah. Because we've just got, like, the Michael Myers face right now. Like, we should do something that encompasses each of our projects, like, adding to it each time. Luke, you know, August knows a whole shitload of people. Maybe you could put a feeler out. Honestly, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Because we do need something like that. I know how to do it. It's just, fuck, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, we did that with the thumbnail for the shape. That's a bitch. Yep, a little bit. Because then we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. We are just like, maybe if this... Which we could have <laughs> done that practically very easily if we just had a third person. Who, yeah. Who knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's the, that's the thing. That's the kicker right it's there. extra people that know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I don't feel like getting people over here like, yeah, man, I'll help out. How do I do this? Fuck off. That's how you do it. How do you take a pic? It's the one button on the camera. How do you... Th how else are you supposed to take a picture? There's a lot of buttons. None of them say picture. It's the big one! <laughs> this red one? No. Not the red one. 
Screw it. We'll just screenshot it. Come on. I think that's why I love filmmaking, too, is because whenever you have a camera, even if it's a DSLR or whatever, the record button is always the red button. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that You can't be like, you know, don't push the red button. But I get to. <laughs> I get to. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I, I was going through a lot of those pictures that I took on, on the set. They're a lot better than I expected them to be. Yeah. Because I mean, we did not have ideal lighting for pictures. No. Especially when we were doing the church scenes, because that was literally pure red. Yeah, it was. Like, it was super high contrast. It looked awesome, but it was also hard to get any sort of read on the room. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, focus. Well, I mean, Cause I, I don't was just saying there's a lot of the footage he was reviewing, and it's, like, fucking badass. Well, he also has a, a better camera than I do. Yeah, that's true. Which, I'm not shooting on my camera. I love my Nikon, but he has a Lumix. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the gist of what all's been going on with that. And, uh, trying to think. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's about it. So, I guess we'll go into this, uh, the world's movie end. review of The World's End. Start off. Okay, so I haven't seen this movie in almost five to six years. I, Whenever I first saw it, I thought it was the weakest of the three in the trilogy by far. But going back and watching it, it is much more enjoyable and thematically deep than I expected it to be going into it from my memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it hit me so much harder in the end. Than I expected it to. Yep. So, like like I said, I would have put it at the bottom of the three on my initial viewing, but now it honestly might be my top. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt when I watched it, because I always thought, you know, Shaun of the Dead was like one of my favorite films of all time, and I saw this one, expecting it to just be... Like I told you than, before going in that I didn't like this as much as the other. Yeah, time. and I was expecting it to be worse than Hot Fuzz, which we all know I just Hot Fuzz was a blur for me anyway. <laughs> you just didn't have the right mindset going in. No, it. I did not. Uh, this one will just fuck you up, it gets you in your feelings because what is it that he says that that one thing when he's like, "This is all I have left." That's it's like, all I've got. It's all I've got, and then all of a sudden you, you see the bandage things on his wrists and shit, and you're just like, oh. Oh, fuck. Because the main character, his name is Gary King, played by Simon Pegg. Amazing guy. Amazing actor. Because, yeah, yeah. Okay, going from Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, he always played the straight man to Nick Frost's crazy guy. Yeah, and they And in this s- one, they switched. they switched it, yeah. And then, like, I think that was the perfect move to end the trilogy with, just to show that these guys do have that much range. Because each of these characters that these guys play while similar in a lot of ways, are entirely different in the way they speak and do everything. Yeah. Like, going from Sean to Nicholas Angel to Gary King. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. And then it was... I definitely noticed, too, at the beginning, that it was kind of like... Because they always kind of tell the whole exposition of the whole entire film. Yeah. But in this the time, beginning, it's like they, they just did not even hide it. It's like, no, we already know that... People, like, that's what we do, so here the fuck it is. Yeah, they give you the entire layout of the story, like, which pubs they're going to in which order, where people are going to be falling out of the story, and how many are going to be left, because through a lot of that first 30 minutes of the movie, they have, like, one of the things they say is, 
oh, it's the Five Amigos. And then they're like, oh, uh, wait, yeah, the no. five musketeers. Yeah, the five and musketeers. The and then they're like, oh, yeah, that that way two of us could die, and then we could still have the three musketeers. Yeah, well, that and two, because um, I also watched something that was like kind of like Easter egg shit, because I know this, those These films, movies they, are chock full of Oh, them. yeah, but whenever they're walking down the uh, the street, anytime they're walking down the street, even after one of them is like gone, they never change formation. Oh yeah, it's always the same formation. It's always the same formation. It's always it's like almost like muscle two. memory at that point for them. Yeah, because like the beginning of the story, it shows them it like this is their last week before graduation, right? Mm-hmm. They're going on the Golden Mile, a twelve pub crawl throughout this like New England, not New England, this English town, and ending at the World's End. Which they never made it the there. The bar. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the bar, and it becomes literal by the end of the movie. Every name of every bar is literal, like the hole in the wall, and then the car drives through it. Like, yeah, <laughs> the hole in the wall, shit. the mermaid with the sirens. And yeah, then, like uh... what was the one when they was that the one where they had the bathroom fight scene? The bathroom fight scene was, I think, in the third or fourth one. Yeah. Which, I did see a comment that said this movie is actually the goriest film out of, I think, all of them. But, but it's blue. It, it's blue, so you don't even think about it. I mean, that's the Saturday morning cartoon rule, isn't it? Just change the color of the blood and they, will, they won't care. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't... The only thing I think I didn't really like was, like, whenever they'd punch... Like, when he punched him in the face that one time, it was like it, his face shattered like a porcelain doll. <laughs> that was... I was kind of like... Okay. <laughs> I kind of like how ridiculous it got, though, with the oh, fights. It, it did. But it was very Kingsman-inspired. It Actually, this was a year before Kingsman. Really? Yeah. Kingsman came out in 2014. This was 2013. Hmm. So Matthew Vaughn definitely took a lot of inspiration from this. Hmm. Well, damn. <laughs> or just Edgar Wright. And they're all one-takes. On well, one-takes with a lot of hidden cuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you see, as soon as like hammer's going over here, and all of a sudden I see it go like this, and I see blur. I'm like, ah, yep, fucker, blur or something <laughs> passing in front of the camera with those hidden mask cuts, which was like so this, much throughout the whole goddamn. Edgar movie. Wright movies are filmmakers' dreams to dissect. Yeah, there is just so much and ma- hidden and, like, detail. The, the mask, the masking match cuts or whatever the fuck it is, it doesn't even have to make sense. No, they don't. But they still work. Yeah, they do. They work so well in this movie. Like, and just going throughout the movie, it's just yeah, you know that had to be a bitch to edit because that's keyframing every frame. On a technical level, this movie is amazing, oh, and yeah. it also applies on the story level too. Oh yeah, because it's basically the Peter Pan syndrome. I didn't understand a word. Peter Pan syndrome. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Sorry, I d- it, it sounded really muffled for me. Yeah, no, yeah. Peter Pan syndrome, where but you yeah, just never want to grow up, and you want to stay in the past where you are. And Like, he tried getting better after never finishing the Golden Mile, but he <laughs> it never got better than that night. Yeah. And whenever he kept trying to get better, they just kept making it worse for him. So this is his, his excuse to try and go back and fix his life. Like, he's going back to finish what he never could before. Yeah. And in the process, ends the world. At the world's end. At the world's end. It did suck, though. Like, I mean, technically, he did get the beer. Because whenever dude comes in behind him, he was he was taking a sip. 
It touched his mouth. He got yeah. some in there. So he he did what he needed to do. But he didn't finish the pint. Oh, well, shit. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, yeah, going throughout this movie, there's just so much hidden detail. So it was really funny. Yeah, it actually really was. Like, this is probably the funniest out of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Mainly because I love seeing... It's definitely up there with, like, Shaun of the Dead type. I love seeing drunk Brits do their thing. Some of the shit they were saying, you couldn't... You like have to look it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I love in the bathroom fight, whenever they... Uh, <laughs> whenever they just knock the door in on top of one of the guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just stumbles out there. <laughs> afterwards what the hell man yeah i saw something too where that one dude that always had the bluetooth in yeah martin freeman yeah once he was oh i saw whenever he went to the bathroom he was always super cheery after that well that and it was always blinking because he was connected to the network yeah the details in this no i know (laughs) and you know immediately that it's not him anymore because he comes out and he's super chipper, not drunk at all anymore. Yeah. And I mean, they just... played on the obvious fact of it. Yeah. And they... then the other dude's just like, but it works they're, they're in the story. Drunk, they don't even yeah. know. They're drunk as shit. They're not going to pick up on subtle details like that, even if they're not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite character in this was <laughs> was the town nutcase Basil. Oh yeah. <laughs> He has the best line in the movie. It's like, oh, I'm not crazy anymore. That's why I drink out of this crazy straw. Jesus. It was an all-around wild-ass ride. It's, you could watch it probably about 50 times and still find something new. And that's how it, that's the entire trilogy for me. Yeah. But I This really... one would actually be worth rewatching. J- Jordan, just watch it in a better mindset. Come on, man. What? You need to do a okay. One no, thing I that, said this one would be worth watching. Yeah, but you or, said it like or, this one would be worth watching. Yeah, we're rewatching absolutely. Well, that's the thing. You, we should do just a run through of all three movies. Oh God, <laughs> drunk as shit, running through all three of these movies would be the best time you have ever had. Jesus Christ, watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, man. That's our crossover episode right there. No, it's not. <laughs> well, the SYP boys and the uh, It Would Be Nice boys wa- get drunk and watch the Cornetto trilogy. No one would watch that podcast. <laughs> no one already watches these podcasts, man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> on YouTube. Well, yeah. Nobody watches them on Spotify. Because that's a listening platform. Yeah. This is much more of a visual platform. That's okay. <laughs> what would you do different? <laughs> Not a damn thing. It? What uh, did I rate Hot Fuzz? Like a 9.5? I don't remember. I should have been. I'm right. just going to give it a 9.5. Yeah? Just because, like, I, I feel like that's what I gave Hot Fuzz. I can't put it above it, but I... Like, objectively, I think Hot Fuzz is better. Just it has a tighter script. But... I enjoyed this one, I think, more. Yeah, I mean, Hot Fuzz was good. It just didn't have that much... It had a tighter script, but it just wasn't a relatable storyline for me. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 
This one was. Because it's about drinking. Well, no, it's mainly about being stuck in your past and wanting to live there. And, and then, drinking to well, get yeah. away from that. Oh, well, yeah. Who doesn't do that? I mean, you, look at you right there. Well, I've had a long-ass day, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Oh. But, yeah, I guess... Uh, trying to think of what i would do different i think what i would do different is like the people in the network whenever they get killed i'd almost i did like the comedic aspect of like where they're like a porcelain doll kind of like and the head gets cut off and it's just like the way that it was you know it wasn't oh but make it a little bit more fleshy and kind of realistic kind of deal thing i guess you could say what'd you think about whenever that one doll has the legs on its arms that was creepy as fuck i thought that was the funniest thing in the it universe. was but when you first see it you're like wait something's different it's like, oh, oh, no. oh no 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 and like in the middle of that fight just like shoes get flown off too of yeah. those legs and it's just like the continuity in these shots would have been a bitch yep Anything where there's a ton of giblets flying around, you know it's going to be horrible. To... Giblets? Like, continuity-wise. Oh. I thought that's what you were calling English people. I was like, I don't think... Oh, that... there's still a giblet flying around it. <laughs> I think that might be racist. I don't even know. But... Uh, we all hate those, the those Brits fucking here jibs, in man. <laughs> we hate the Brits here in America. Don't you know that? Except for their tea. No, we hated that, too. That's why we threw it in the harbor. That's true. Um, I would, that's, think that's probably about the only thing I've, I would kind of, uh, kind of change, and then I'd probably rate it, uh, I'd give it like an 8-7. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Didn't go into it expecting it to be enjoyable, and was pleasantly surprised. I was extremely so that's always pleasantly surprised. Fun. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always fun, rather than going into it. Being terrified, and then, or going to it, being like, "Oh, this is gonna be fucking nice," and you get deeper. It's not at all. Three seconds into deep red, I was already pissed. Yeah, that music was. It was a good track, but they played it over and over and over and over and over again. It's like I have Alzheimer's, and it's just repeating. at least with this score, it was synced up phenomenally with especially with the fight scenes well that's also because edgar wright uses the music to his advantage yeah it's like that one uh fight scene in Shaun of the dead where they're like killing a guy to queen where it's synced up to the music oh yeah yeah, yeah. which have you seen baby driver no i haven't seen that one yet it's his next movie that came after this one and in, it uses that to the highest possible degree who's that guy in it uh, they had Ansel Elgort, they had John Bernthal, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm. Mm. I love Baby Driver. Uh, I know a lot of people say it's like more style over substance, but the style is, when the style is that good, what are you looking for? I don't know, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and it also has substance. People are stupid. Just watch the movie, it's great. Yeah, well, they probably mean, like, substances where it's like, okay, you know, this is this, and this is this, and you don't have to think about it, and you're like, oh, it makes sense, because they're fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, Kevin Spacey's also in it. And for them, uh, oh, 
I thought he was canceled for the longest time. Did he, is he it, making a comeback? It was made in 2016. Oh. When did he get canceled? Like three years ago. It was longer than that. Because that's when he was doing House of Cards. I love hey, that show. I know it was before he got canceled. Hmm. Yeah, I loved House of Cards. And all of a sudden, like, oh, he touches kids. And I'm like, man, nope. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair response. I'm not saying that he should still be doing Oh, shows. no, he should never be in movies. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it made the last season of that show fucking terrible. Well, that's why you just uh, assume he got assassinated in between seasons and never watched it again. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I guess it's on to real shit. Which I think I could get mine over with in seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, other than the shoot, the only thing I did over the weekend was I found a new fishing spot and tested it out a couple times. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was Sam one of the first days, and then uh, we caught a bunch of drum, a walleye, which was surprising for around here since it's May, and I consider them more of a wintertime fish. But yeah, I guess any time they'll bite. Oh yeah, no, they'll, they'll bite all year round. And then we got uh, my first ever flathead catfish, which before that I'd only ever caught the other two big cats in Tennessee, the channel cat and the blue cat. And I've caught, like, bullheads before, but I'm talking, like, the big three. Yep. The ones that are generally seen as, like, 15 pounds and over. Yeah, bullheads only get, like... Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> small catfish in general, but the flatheads that we got, I caught about a four or five pounder than... Sam caught about the same size, and then uh, the next day when I went, I caught another four or five pounder, and then John hooked into like an an eight to twelve pound one flathead. Yeah, mm. and he were they tan flatheads or were they dark? I'll just show you the pictures because I got pictures. I can't remember if I saw the picture of the flathead or not because I caught one in Paducah that was like so. This is almost like golden. Color. Yeah, 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 that's the one I got, and then. John with this decent sized fish. Yeah. So we got like the golden tan ones around here. Yeah. That's good. And then I think that's a freaking sucker of some kind, but I've, I've never caught one like that before. I don't know. Because it's not a shiner. No. And then freshwater drum. Yeah. Which are actually good. They're just a bitch to fillet. You got to get out bloodline. And, and you also got to get one that's, you know, decent size. Yeah, you don't get them too big because it's just like catfish and the meat's just bullshit. Yeah. Like, those catfish would have been, like, perfect eating size. Oh, fuck yeah. Because they're about a foot and a half long. (laughs) Really chunky. So, yeah. Mm. Extremely slimy, though. Like, I've never seen a catfish that slimy. Oh, yeah, no. They, they, yeah, they're Like, blue and channel cats, like, a few years ago, like, when I was growing up, me and my brother and my dad would get these fishing trips as Christmas presents. Down mm. to uh, Chattanooga, where we would go under Chickamauga Dam with Richard Sims and Scenic Sitting Fishing Charters. I highly recommend Richard Sims. Oh, I was like, hmm? with the Scenic City that? Fishing Charters. He's <laughs> great tour. I highly recommend it. This is your free promo, Richard. And uh, yeah, like we got my biggest ever catfish was thirty pound blue cat that we got on one of the charters. Nice. Last time we went, and I was still fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh yeah my dad caught a 50 pound one his first year going then my brother caught a 30 pound one and then i beat his 30 pound one <laughs> well i remember i was fishing at the lock one time and i had, it was a bitch to cast out but i had like 
60 pound braid on there um throwing this little lure but it's the only way because sometimes you didn't know what the fuck you were gonna catch and you had to reel it up like 30 feet off this well thing. yeah and i hooked into something that ran out all my line and then i reeled in on my line again and then it did it again. And it, it did it again, like four or five different so times. So it kept spooling you. Oh, yeah. And at one point in time, I couldn't even move it. And then it would just, like, go this way. And I'm, like, pulling. It's, it's, Is this the Gator Gar? No, no, no. That was in Paducah. Mm. Um, and then just randomly. Snap a line. Yep. I have no idea. But for an hour and a half, almost two hours, I fought this thing. Well, it just played with me because I wasn't ever controlling it. <laughs> I mean, it never really fought. It just did whatever the fuck it wanted to do, and I was, like, not even making an impact on it. So I don't know what the fuck it was, but... Which, there was one fish that I had. I'm 99% sure it was another walleye that I hooked into it, got it 99% of the way to shore, saw the green flashes underwater, and then it got Damn. off the hook. And then there was one other time early in the day when me and John, like, first got there... I hooked into something literally massive. I'm pretty sure it was a gar. Mm. It ran for like 10 seconds and then snapped the line. Yeah. But then when I got it in, like the line, it was very cleanly cut. It could have been. So that's why I'm thinking gar, because they're the only fish around here that commonly have really sharp teeth. Yeah, I mean, other than walleye. Walleye, you don't want to lip those. No, do you'll not be, lip wall. You'll be greatly disappointed. Those, those <laughs> bastards hurt. Yeah. Well, those catfish, too. Their little fucking well, serrated pads in their mouth will fuck you up, too. Well, with a catfish, what I always do, it's the same way I would hold monitor lizards. Grab the tail, go up in under the fins. Oh, I just grab them by the mouth. I don't give a fuck. Oh, no. I, I like my thumbs to be intact. Yeah. Yeah, no. It ain't that bad. Unless you're, unless you're on a roll and you're catching a shitload of them, then you might Which wanna... we were catching a decent amount of them, which... I really want to go back to this place because I'd never, like, I've never caught flatheads before this, and I really like catching catfish. So, yeah, I, I feel like I finally figured out how to catch them. So I'll take that. Nice. Yeah. You have a fishing license? Yeah, I have a fishing license. Okay. I got it last year on June 14th. I know that because I got a notification saying it expires on June 14th. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I'm trying to get that in while I still can. That's fair. <laughs> before renewing, also I had to get... I thought they did it like it always renew. It always expires at the end of the year. It or was that. It used Kentucky? to be February twenty sixth. Oh, but they did it so now that it's exactly a year from when you buy. I've it. never. I mean, I have had Tennessee licenses before. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, and John didn't have a license while we were fishing. So, and we passed like four rangers on the way to the spot. Oh, well, I mean, none of us, none gave us any problems though. That's good. Plus, I mean, as long as you didn't have a rod in his hand, you did. Well, <laughs> we didn't have any fish on us though. Oh, that's good. And plus, if you that's just the kicker. Carrying it, then you're fine because you're allowed two rod, two rods per person. So you can have a total of four. But there's there, no rod limit in Tennessee. There isn't. No. Well, that's fucking stupid <laughs> why is it stupid to not have a limit because then you got those people that'll go out there and oh and take up the entire bank take up the entire bank or they'll have a boat that has like god not like 15 to 20 rods all around it which there's no way that line that line won't get tangled and then if a fish breaks off well that's why you do it at various casting lengths out like you go super far with one with a big weight on the end medium and yeah. then short and but then, mainly they do that just because it's 
It's they want the bigger chance of getting a bite. Yeah. But it, with those charters, what we did, we went below Chickamauga Dam. Hold up. I'm going to pause this real quick. Oh, okay. So what we would do with Chickamauga Dam, we would get there about 6 a.m., then put in below the dam, oh, then yeah. uh, drive up in the boat, get right up there at the turbines, and what we would do, we would put a square hunk of chicken on the hooks, and then cast them out and then drift down in the current past the dam. Hmm. And we would just let the chicken float free there. And then about every two or three minutes, we would have a line go screaming off. And there would be a 8 to 12 pound blue cat on there. There's a spot that I need to take you to uh, right below Norris Dam. Uh, it's right below Is it, it for the trout? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, where me and Connor would go. And then me and Bo would go. Well, there's one spot that me and Bo would go that's good, but it's just fucking people are everywhere I it's great get... for fucking photography especially if you get there early there's steam on there you got this old dude casting a fly yeah i need to get a trout stamp because i still have my fly shit well you only need trout stamps to keep them not to catch them oh really yep are you sure yep i'll get one anyway because i might keep a couple <laughs> <laughs> at least i think so i don't think it I'm is because a sure. lot of ca- a lot of trout fishermen catch and release here and they always have their trout stamp it's only eight bucks extra. Oh, well, I don't know. I just yeah. I just went out there, caught some shit. <laughs> Either way, I still I like fishing is one of those things where I grew up going all the time with my with my dad and my brother. Yeah, and like now I'm trying to get into that again just because it's the time of year for it. It's the perfect well, time to just all, all year long. Long is, is well. This is the time of year where I have a ton of extra free time. It's too hot for herping, so I just go down to the bank. Feet in the water with a line. My mind went to a different place when you said with a line. <laughs> with, a, with a rod in my hand and a line in the water. Right. Fishing line. Yeah, fishing line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll go down, feet in the water, take a line, and then go. Oh, yeah. Dude, man, I, I fished high as fuck for like three years. It was fantastic. Oh, man. But Until it wasn't. <laughs> It's going to kind of suck, though, because I'm trying to get more into fishing, but whenever I go to Peru, there's going to be a pond on the research station that has arapaima in it. Uh, those are the fuckers that get big. One of them, yes. They get bigger than the table we're at. Yeah. And they have a... Uh, kind of like an Amazonian tarpon, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they're also called the uh, ballistic missile of the Amazon rainforest. Oh, yeah. Because they jump out of the water and their heads are solid bone. They have at least an inch of pure skull. And it's literally harder than a rock. Yeah. So you don't want to get hit by an arrow And Jeremy Wade, the guy who does River Monsters, has that, like a horror story where he was in, I think it was Peru or Brazil, doing a research study with these arrow like netting them up. And literally one went and hit his heart. Mm. And it caused permanent damage. Damn. Yeah, that's a, like, that's a fish you don't want to fuck with. Broke a couple ribs. and yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine so. Which I always find it funny that there was actually a River Monsters book that came out before the show. Hmm. And I have the book. It's really good. And it was the basis for like, hey, we have potential to do a series around this. And they ended the show after like nine seasons just because they didn't have any more monsters to catch in the rivers yeah i mean that makes sense yeah and he even moved on to the ocean for a bit but everyone already knows the ocean monsters oh yeah river monsters is just such a 
unique setting for this type of show. I loved it. Yeah, still no, it do. Is, it's, it's a good show. Yeah, definitely is. <clears throat> Plus, whenever a fish died, he always gave it to the locals. Yeah, which was nice. Yeah, like the Goliath tiger fish. You know, it got banged up on the rocks coming in, and it didn't survive. So, boom, give it to the villagers. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <clears throat> So, yeah, I think that's about all for mine. Just I like fishing. I'm wanting to do more of it. Come on, guys. Let's go fishing. There you go. That should be our crossover episode. All four of us on a bank with uh, all taking a line. You know, the equivalent of all our ADHDs put together, we would, it would be such a clusterfuck of shit. (laughs) I'm in the water swimming across the river. Uh, Yeah. Like John's playing on a switch. You and August are talking philosophically about movies. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. No one's catching a goddamn thing. No, I'm gonna go in <laughs> gloved hands, ready to pull out a seventy pound. So you're gonna go noodling. That's... Yeah, I'm going noodling, catfish grappling. You know. Yeah. The fun shit. I would do noodling. I. I mean, I did for a long. Oh, what was? I call it noodling. It was, you know, there's a creek outside my house uh, that I grew up in. And every hole, I would put my hand in there to catch whatever was in there. And a lot of times it was snapping turtles. Yeah. And a few of those times they were not faced where their ass was towards me. <laughs> yeah, I've had that experience with a 30-pound snapping turtle before. Yeah, it's not It's not fun. It's quite frightening. So to and do it in a dark river where you often don't know. painful. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I rarely ever see snapping turtles on rivers. I, it's usually in small creeks and ponds. Yeah, I don't and know. the lakes. There's big motherfuckers go out there in the rivers. Well, yeah, we were in the French Broad, though. There's barely any snappers yeah. there. <laughs> Which, that name of the river has always been funny to me. Hey, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go to the French Broad. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, shit. When do I not? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, that's been our episode, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, um, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, of course, we talked about, you know, how we did this this shoot. Uh, it was really cool meeting everyone. and But I also don't think that everyone that came down from Philly knew what to expect when they met me <laughs> until we got it, on set. <laughs> I'd never seen you in this pure of work mode. <laughs> yeah. Like, even on the shape set, it was just... Yeah. Well, the shape dude's probably going to be a lot like this, <laughs> August is going to be your right-hand man with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He'll return the favor. <laughs> right. And uh, I mean, it was just because I wasn't used to... A, like, you know, the further north you get, like, nothing against Philly people, but when you bring down Philly people to Southern Hospitality... They don't like it. It, it, It's it's a weird thing. Like, I remember I was talking to Ray about something, Ray Bolden, and uh, I'm still in the middle of my thing. He's like, yeah, 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 and turns around and walks away, and I'm like, oh, oh, we're done. Okay, (laughs) we're we're done talking. That's that's cool. People up north are not the type to patiently endure the bullshit of others. Yeah, no, no, no. But even then, like, when they're kind of going off at each other, like, that's just casual conversation, but I'm over here like, what? This motherfucker wants to fight. <laughs> like, it, it's just, it's weird. I mean, August knew how to handle him pretty well. And then, you know. Well, yeah, that was half his life. <laughs> yeah. 
And then when we got on set, uh, I remember there was one time we were filming uh, the scene between uh, White Lavender Jones. Okay, so Friday. Yeah, Ray Bolden and uh, Ginger Lynn Allen. And uh, everybody was tucked in behind in, in the kitchen. You know, and there was also a moment, too, where Ella got home. <laughs> when we're in the middle of the scene, she opens up the door and everybody stops. She's like, <laughs> right back out the door. Just backs out like, oh, yeah, it was hilarious. But then, uh, what was it, August said, uh, he was like, all right, quiet on set. And I heard people still talking. I'm like, quiet. And he giggles. <laughs> and there was silence. <laughs> he was like, ooh, authority. <laughs> and they shut the fuck up after that. <laughs> No, then it was just a lot of, uh, we kind of had to run and gun and tell people, like, do this, do this, go over here, do that. Like, we, especially Saturday, because Friday was mainly the reason it went so long. It was kind of a, a clusterfuck of trying to get people out of one area into the next area to set up for this scene. And then we still had to kind of do a walkthrough, which we were still running and gunning it. Like, me and August, the whole, like, what was it, like, three or four hours before everyone got there, we kind of did walkthroughs on different ideas that we could, you know, do these different things, but we, we forgot to tell the cast when they got there. Um, <laughs> until it came down to, like, when we're going to shoot this. So, it was funny, too, because Ray was just like, I mean, I don't know, like, no one's running anything to me. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Like, are we doing the scene or we're not? I'm like, Ray, just chill. He's like, no, dude, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, you're just being from, you know, Philly. Philly. Yep. <laughs> were they being... Uh... Real sandwichy, real cheesesteaky. No, I do have to get one of those whenever I go up there, though. Yeah, an authentic Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I've never liked them. I think they're okay, but I, I, I don't like I've getting them with them onions on down here. Well, it depends if it's they have to really saute the shit out of those onions for I me to like it. That's the thing. I don't like raw onions, even if it's like on a McDonald's hamburger. It's just too much for me. Yeah, no, I can't do raw onions either. But if you saute the shit out of it, oh, caramelize yeah. it a bit. Mm. Like Crystal has like the perfect mix. Yeah, that's true. White Castle's better though, because I uh, when I went to that Randy show in Nashville a couple like oh, last White week, Castle is fucking phenomenal. I went to White Castle. Yes, I loved it yeah that will start fights down here yeah <laughs> crystal versus white castle white castle wins fuck yeah it does yeah white castle they actually like they steam it more mm-hmm. i like it like it's better like i'll never say that i like a moist hamburger other than white castles yeah and crystals but uh, white castle is better we already established this. yeah crystal's more like if you're hungover or just drunk off your ass it's, it's or like, you don't have white castle. it's like the waffle house of Mini burgers. Waffle House is the one <laughs> restaurant you go to because you know it's open. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, everywhere else is full. Oh, I guess Waffle House. <laughs> or yeah. if you're on a herping trip, it's just a given. And that's true. Because it's cheap as shit and you get out and get it quick. Yep. But yeah, so we get on to, you know, we did with all that stuff. I think we, got, we finally wrapped. I left August around like two o'clock i got home at like two thirty, three hours of sleep and then boom it's right back at it and me and august already talked we're like you know saturday was gonna be a lot fucking smoother like we're not tolerating no bullshit so as soon as everyone gets there it's like all right you're doing this you're doing this and y'all are fucking the fuck off back there to do something <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as i got there me uh jedi and bing we started setting up the uh, tarps on the windows yeah Bing had a moment where he was complaining to me because I was telling him about different things that we were going to do. And he was like, ah, oh, just always, you know, changing shit and everything. I was like, yep, that's that's what we do. 
It's, it's a movie set. <laughs> Let's act like we've been in one before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, what kind of got over me. I just had zero tolerance for bullshit that whole entire weekend. <laughs> well, probably the 17-hour Friday that you had. Oh, yeah, no. I had way more tolerance for bullshit on Friday than I did on Saturday. And then towards the end of, of Saturday, I was even... I was just like, y'all, just... I even apologized to August. I was like, you know, I really didn't even give a fuck what you were doing or how it was going to go. I just was sitting here. I'm like, am I in the shot? No. I'm not moving. (laughs) Am I in the shot? Yep. Find a different shot. Still not moving. (laughs) Like, my problem with trying to get a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff besides, like, just the... It was still to do with the lighting just because it was so similar. Oh, yeah. It it was was definitely It was red. Yeah. Like, it'll be cool to see that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that one, there was some behind-the-scenes... All the behind-the-scenes shit that I felt like really should have been captured wasn't even really whenever they were... Maybe a no, it wasn't of, during the takes. It was in between. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, uh, that's... And not even all of that, too, because a lot of it's just, you know... You've seen August kind of directing a few takes from behind the scenes, and... It's like, okay, well, it's, it kind of gets repetitive after that because he's like, all right, guys, we're going to move over here and do this. And like, the any director would be. But, like, you know, the makeup shit or, you know, me coaching Joe and different shit like that. No, like, I tried really to keep see. it extremely varied. Yeah. Like, I even got us hanging up the things outside in the uh, really sketchy way that we were doing it because we had a chair and then we had a toolbox from my trunk. Yes. And it was very wet outside. Oh, yeah, because it started raining. Because it started raining. <laughs> And uh, bada boom, bada bing, I nearly died. Yeah. Well, I think for gravity. me, the most uh, exhausting part of it was, because I never really, really coached. I mean, I've had moments where I've like, you know, talked to someone. It's, really? <laughs> That's muted now. Um, I have moments where it's like, you know, in between takes and, you know, I'm talking to like Joe on stop or whoever it is, like on, you know, whatever fucking things that we've done. Um, but I've never had it to where it's like in between each take, like you're sitting down taking 10, 15 minutes and, you know, talking to Jennifer, talking to Ginger. And, but coaching them on those characters, like you had to get into the characters, like mindset yourself. And for me, I'm, I like doing that, but if I'm portraying the character, because it's like now I know the character and it's, ex- it's mentally exhausting because you go from Joe's character, who's creepy as fuck, to, Jennifer, who's just playing this needy, like, weird, like... The codependent. Na- yeah, the, the naggy codependent bitch. And then you got Ginger, who is this chick who's got all these powers, and she's really a shitty person, but she Oh, none of the be. people in this movie are good people. No. And you do that for well, like, Joe... 10 hours. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Would, would Joe technically be the good guy since he... Like uh, he takes down the villains. Yeah, I don't know. It's they're all equally shitty. Yeah, they're all equally shitty. Um, and they killed those performances for sure. They yeah, but yeah, it's just you know. And then you go through and you see Joe's performance when you have the tear falling down his eye, and you get that makes you emotional. It's like it shouldn't, but for some reason it does. And by the end of it, you're just so physically and emotionally exhausted. Like I was. I remember I was driving out to the hotel to have dinner with him afterwards, and I was like, why am I doing this? I just want to go home. I'm going to lay down for forever. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even hear the plan just because I, like, I heard, uh, oh, shit, it's raining, Uh, bye. Oh, yeah, no, the the leaving part was very clustered. 
<laughs> like I was gonna call you, but I was like, you know what? I just want some barbecue. <laughs> and then I went to Buddy's barbecue and was severely disappointed. Yeah, as you should be with Buddy's. I mean, the hush puppies were good, but they that, always are. Yeah, I always get the barbecue sandwich. The coleslaw is fucking fantastic. I got brisket and it was like, oh yeah, you can't get brisket from there. Extremely thin and dry. Yeah, yeah. I, but then, like, compare it to like Bucky's, where it's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other thing is too, like, oh yeah, you, you know, had something you were talking about. Well, it's real shit. This, this is my segment. Back the fuck off. <laughs> I'm taking over, Jordan. Um, but now, so so before then, we were trying to figure out before we landed on using August's place, right, for the whole interior shoot of this whole dramatic scene, which is fucking fantastic, and the way Ginger killed the last part. Oh my god. She incorporated Breaking Bad, and it was fucking bad. And I wasn't there. Oh, she killed it. Um, but before that, we were trying to figure out a place to do that, and we thought about doing my place uh, or yours, and we realized yours wasn't going to work, so we decided maybe we'd try with mine. So I was talking to Brian about it, and um, of course, you guys know at this point in time, like Brian really doesn't give a fuck about anything that we do unless he gets something out of it. And he yeah. had referred to Ginger Lynn before as a washed-up 80s porn star. That's when he was still all big on, you know, blood repentance. Which, fun fact, that's... I'm sorry to let you all down. I know you've been excited and waiting for it. It's not ever going to happen. Um, yeah, I feel like we've already had that discussion several times. We, we really times. have, but it's official. It's never going to happen. I'm not, If it does, I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> um, fuck that shit. Um, but yeah, we referred to her as a washed up 80s porn star which my first thought was rude well yeah but also any porn star from the 80s name one that's not like washed up they're not still gonna look like they did in the 80s they're not gonna <laughs> they're not still gonna be putting out like video and they might i don't know old people might have a fetish i don't i don't know but um it was just very like rude and disrespectful and shit but then when he found out that she might be going over to his house to do this scene he's like oh my god like Start you a fanboy. Like, Ginger Lynn's gonna be in my house. This is so freaking cool. Like it's crazy. You know, I can I can tell people did it. And then that's when he was all supportive about the film. Then we, did, you know, I let him know, like, yeah, let's change the plan. We're just gonna use August Place and whatnot. And he was like, oh, oh, oh okay, okay. And then like kind of like stormed off. And then he's just like, ah, well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm glad y'all got it figured out at least. And then hasn't talked to me about the fucking film once. <laughs> And I'm like, when's the last time you two actually talked, though? Do what? Like more than just like, hey, I don't know. I haven't hated myself lately, so <laughs> a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've not been doing enough. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know. Really, not a lot because I'm. All, I've been busy doing this shit, and then he's just been busy in his room or going out on appointments, whatever the fuck you want to call that. Um. So yeah. Really not a lot other than, hey, man, how you doing? Or he'll stop and ask me. He's like, so, like, are you doing okay? And I'm like, I know you don't actually give a fuck, so I'm just going to say yes until you'll go away. Because <laughs> if I start getting into something, you, you, you're you asking a question me knowing you don't give a shit about. And, and we don't have three hours. No. <laughs> Are there anything I can do to help? No. Maybe give a fuck. That'd be nice. Try that shoe on for size. That would be fits. nice. It would be nice. Teaser. No. No. <laughs> but yeah, so that was fun to kind of deal with. And uh, 
Yeah, that whole entire big thing that I talked about the other time with me reading off that text that he had sent me. Um, you know, we never had that meeting. The sure. house still looks like shit. <laughs> Which I'm sure I'm going to have to take care of that when I get home. And it's only getting worse. It is. The table's still cluttered up. I mean, look, I did move my computer back. <laughs> Good. I haven't even used it once. I just put it right back there. Good. Yep. Well, I, why was he giving the point of that text? Uh, because that's when he was going through a breakup, and the way Brian deals with shit is if he's going through something, he doesn't know how to deal with it, he takes it out on people he quote-unquote cares about. Oh, so Bojack. Yep. So he just takes it out all on us, and it's like, oh, no, we got to do this, 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 because yes, he has emotions he doesn't know how to deal with because he's a fucking man-child. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Gotta love it. I feel like most people don't have emotions they don't know how to deal with. But, you know, most people, they find a healthy avenue to try and take that out, you know. Oh, yeah, but here's the thing. If you don't know how to deal with something, A, don't take it out on other people. Exactly. And then B, don't take it out on other people by you putting on the mask or getting in this meat bodysuit of someone who actually knows what it's like to be efficient with shit, get shit done, follow through with your word, and hold people accountable, even yourself. When you have no idea what the fuck those are, do not put that mask on, bitch, because if you do and I see you, I will destroy you. Because <laughs> I can't stand fake motherfuckers like that. That fucking infuriates me. So much. <laughs> I hate that shit. And people call me argumentative. I'm like, no, I'm calling you on your bullshit, bitch. Like, fuck off. Acting like you actually know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yep, went there. <laughs> Didn't mean to. What? But I yeah. I suppose I should go grab the hat? Yep, pretty much. All right, so I'll be right back to you. Just keep talking. Hey, words. <laughs> so yeah, um... But other than that, it's, it's been great doing all that stuff. It's been a very, you know, it, it's been one of those weekends or those weeks where it's like, yeah, there's still the bad shit going on, but now there's more, I guess, good shit and meaning behind the good shit that's going on as well that's kind of overshadowing the bad shit. And I'm not really invested in allowing that to stress me out or really giving a shit about any of that. It's like, whatever, man. It happens, it happens. I'm actually physically doing stuff. With these films, with these amazing people, you know, going up to Philly to do all this shit. And we've still got projects that we're going to be, you know, doing, which we kind of gave you all that outline. Yeah, we're nowhere near done. No, not, fuck no. I'll be done when I'm dead. Um, but it, it's a good transit transition into that move forward, which it's it's easy to get caught up in the bullshit and everything. But me, now I'm just going to go off on people because it's annoying me. And you're that fly that won't fucking go away. Rather than you actually having a influence on my emotions and how I feel throughout the day. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, so, hat. <laughs> uh, before we get to the hat, we have a bit of an announcement. This is going to be my last episode as the co-host to this show. Mm. Yep. And uh, next week we will have August taking over for me, and after that, who knows? So, yeah, we got a hat. It's got some movies in it, you see? Yeah. Whose pick is it? It's my pick, since you picked World's End oh, last week. Yeah. Oh, I did. So, yeah, we got these uh, in here. Let's see what you guys are going to have to watch. Please do one of mine. Hey! This is... Let's see if it'll actually open. Why did we use sticky notes for this? I don't know. The only thing I could think of at the time. What is it? <laughs> Ambulance. It is? Have you seen it? I have not, but I will also not be seeing it. Why? Because this ain't my episode. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I will probably August, still watch it. Though, August has to watch. I want to watch this movie. I fucking love. I watched it when we were on the flight from Hawaii to L.A. <laughs> How long was that flight? That flight was fucking hell, like six, seven hours. Did you sleep through it? No. Well, I mean, I, I watched Ambulance after like the first two hours of being on there, and I ate some food. Oh. And then uh, I start. I got halfway through the Batman, and then and you woke then up I, at home. No, and then I realized I needed to sleep because we were going to land in L.A. and we had two hour layover, and then we had to go to fucking Denver, and then we had to go to fucking Cincinnati, and then How we had to drive. How many flights did you have? A lot. <laughs> Was it cheaper though? I don't know. I didn't pay for it. Fair. <laughs> Dad, let me know in the comments. Was it cheaper? <laughs> I think the more layovers you have, the cheaper it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. All I know is that LAX is very disappointing when you go there. It's tiny as fuck. There's nothing there. Nobody wants There's to There's not even LAX. straws. There's no Skittles. Nothing. They're all fucking health freaks. Are you serious? There's no Skittles? I went to the airport. That's when I knew I never want to go to LA. Unless I'm filming a movie. <laughs> and I'm big enough to where I demand Skittles. <laughs> and they have to get it for me. Why don't they have Skittles? They have no junk food. Bro. No, it's all healthy, fucking keto, vegan bullshit. Did you know that Oreos are actually uh, gluten-free? So that even those uh, freaks, could, they can have it. Yeah. I just say that because Jacob is gluten-free and I like dissing on him. Well, that's the thing. is, Why do they have gluten-free Oreos if they're already gluten-free? Hell if I know. How do they do that? I don't know, but they are pretty damn good. Oh, uh, well. Like, I do like myself some Oreos. And some gluten. I have to text August and let him know he has to watch Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thank you guys for joining in. It's been a pleasure. And I guess I won't see you anymore. Bye. Words are hard.